WATD presents The People's Truth, a show dedicated to bringing communities together and keeping the truth alive. Join us each week as we shine the light of justice on topics, people, and local businesses that highlight the real people's truth. Here is your host, Benny Rabbi. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the People's Truth here on 95.9 FM WATD, the South Shore's radio station. Also being heard on WBMS 1460 AM. Oh yes, and 101.1 FM Brockton Metro South. And now that I got all that out of the way, my trusty co-pilot through this adventure of life, Jay, as always, welcome, my friend. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Hey, good to be here. It's good to be here. All right. Good to be anywhere. This is true. Now, Jay, you've recently gotten back into your construction work full-time. Congratulations. But uh, I noticed it's had, had an impact in your dialect. Oh, yeah? <laughs> my, uh, my vernacular has uh, gotten a little more surly. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I feel like I can see the construction hat is all I'm saying. I, it's a beautiful thing. No, we always, always a pleasure to have you, too. buddy. I didn't smell it. Not through the mask. Can't smell through the mask. So that's been uh, one positive well, thing. We're also here. in different studios, thanks, thanks to uh, thanks to social distancing. Yes, social distancing is the reason, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, you're in for a good one tonight. We have some guests from all. Oh, I can say this tonight, Joe. This is real. From all over the world. The tonight. people's truth is going international. It is. Tonight, it is indeed international, and we have spoken with people far across the states here in Canada, uh, but this is the first time we're going across the pond in any direction, so I just think that's awesome, and we'll get, uh, introduce our guests in just a moment. Folks, if you are uh, just tuning into the People's Truth for the first time, we are rocking and rolling. We've been happening since November 2020, so uh, we're, we're rolling pretty, on pretty good here. If you want to catch on some of those older episodes, you can definitely do that on Podbean. All you got to do is search The People's Truth. We're the only one. You can't miss it. And uh, you can find so many great interviews. Uh, last week, we had Tony LaGreca on with a couple of other guests talking about uh, men's emotional health. And uh, how uh, there is a little bit to uh, be said for that subject. And we spent a good hour talking about it. And a lot of people have given us great feedback, Jay. They really enjoyed that one because... Again, we tackle things that people don't normally get to hear about here on the People's Truth. Yeah, you know, I'm glad I'm glad people liked that one because that was a little different than what we usually do here on the show, but a very important topic that uh, I think we covered very well. Yay us! Yay! Hooray! Hurrah! Well, where's anyway, that, where's that applause, Ben? Uh, no, they're on break. It's a it's a paid union break right now. Ah, damn! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got you, buddy. All right, there's our self-plug. Love it. Thank you, as always, Jay. I need validation constantly. It's, it's okay, buddy. We're all validated. We're all doing a great job here. Just hang on, hold the line. It's all we can ever do. Thanks, thanks, Ben. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, moving right along here, because we're already almost 10 minutes into the show, thanks to that news break, let us introduce our first guest here, uh, and a bit of the ringleader on this one. This is how this particular episode came to be, but I would like to welcome back. All right, everybody, on the applause. Oh, you're back on. Just a second here. Miss Alex Sloan of North Horde from Boston. Miss Sloan, welcome back to The People's Truth. Thank you. It's really good to be here. Oh, Absolutely. 
Now, uh, before we introduce the other ladies that we have here waiting in the wings, I wanted to just start with you because we got together on Facebook. I, I saw what you had done as far as making awareness and bringing up a lot of really valid points here. So we got to talking, and that's how this episode came to be. So can you fill our listeners in a little bit on what it means, first of all, the term Buhart, and what on earth are we talking about when we start in a minute talking about medieval combat fighting? Alrighty, so um, Buhart, or uh, as we call it, armored combat or steel fighting, is a hobby or a sport where we all kind of get together and we get kitted up in medieval armor with actual live steel weapons, and we just kind of go at it. And um, we have tournaments, international tournaments, a lot of them um, nationally in the U.S. as well. We have a bunch of teams. Uh, we're really working to help grow and build the women's league, especially. Um, and that's kind of why I'm on here today is to talk about to, about them and everything. Uh, so what kind of got this subject and this conversation started was we had a little bit of an incident with, um, like we had a, a challenge go around, like who could get the most strikes in uh, into 20 seconds. And strikes being, I just want to elaborate for our folks listening yeah. at home that have no idea, again, this terminology might be first time <laughs> ever heard across their ears before. So strikes being quite literally sword or axe strikes. I imagine in this instance, probably a sword, right? Yeah. So in this case, it was an arming or a short sword. And one of our training materials is we have a thing called a pell, and it's uh, tires set up in a stack. And it's like just the most optimum way to kind of learn how to set up a good strike. So we had a challenge where it was just how many strikes with the blade of the weapon you could get in 20 seconds. And uh, it was like an international one. I think it was set up by a woman in uh, Russia, I believe. And just a bunch of women competed and, and tried out for it. And unfortunately, there was some um, body shaming going on and some people kind of picking on some of the women doing things and it kind of resonated like across the rest of the leagues and everything and everybody came together as a community to say like hey this is not all right this is not what we stand for you know we come out and we do this hobby and we stand together and we don't want that like vibe amongst us so we all came together and just started like you know posting photos of ourselves saying like you know this is us this is who is in the sport and this is what we stand for and anybody can do it anybody can be a part of this and like we're just going to stand by our sister and not let people shame her and absolutely. that's how it came to be absolutely you know and that's uh right now especially in 2021 with everything else that we have going on a renaissance really in the beginning of the future i think across the board in all women's sports and athletics, you're really starting to see it pressed forward. I mean, just for uh, something a little bit more relatable here in the hockey world, for example, this Friday, the NWHL is going to have its very own national broadcast from Warrior Ice Arena in Brighton for the Isabel Cup, the Boston Pride playing in that one. It'll mark the first time that a national coverage has been given to a professional women's sport. I mean, we're talking right. NBC Sports. That's the biggest of the wow. biggest as far as that's concerned. And that's right, it's happening right here in our backyard. So, you know, just to yeah. give someone, uh, people listening at home something to relate this kind of news to. So now switching back over to the world of Buhar, let's now uh, bring on mm -hmm. our guests here because we are doing something else crazy and wild here on the show. We are time traveling. 
in this episode of The People's Truth. And I think this is wild. So here we go. I'm going to try my best here. To our left, heading west, to start this thing off, we have Miss Bonnie Jensen out in Utah joining us live right now. Bonnie, are you there? I am. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hello, Thank you very much for joining us tonight. And uh, obviously, Utah, so uh, it's 9-12 live time here for us, Eastern Standard Time. So we are looking at 7 o'clock right now, 7-12? Yep, I am two hours in the past. In the past. There it is. Did we uh, Do we still have time to save Lincoln? I think it's too late to save Lincoln. Yeah. Damn. He's done. Sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah, <sighs> the time, time just, it doesn't work like that. Well, we tried. We tried. We tried our best. All right, so that's awesome, Bonnie. I can't <laughs> wait to talk to you some more about your perspective on this as well. But uh, I just want to introduce our other guest first, going all the way really, really east on this one. We are flying straight across the map. If uh, my math is correct here, about 16, 17-hour difference from Eastern Standard Time? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> We're joined also by Miss Dana Bergen-Wyman, all the way in Wellington, New Zealand. Welcome, 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 Dana. Hey, folks, and welcome to Tuesday, the 23rd of March, in my time. In the, the world of now. tomorrow. <laughs> the future is here, and it's me. Hi. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Dan Dana, I would love to just do an entire show on uh, New Zealand and what you guys are uh, doing right now and how you guys have uh, done through this uh, pandemic. Uh, you have a much different story in uh, your country, I think, than uh, than we do over here. That's right. Yeah, um, you may live to regret that because we have a cast of characters down here in the South Pacific. We tend to get a bit weird because a we're far away from everybody, and then b with the internet, we tend to look at everybody else and go, "That looks cool. Let's try it out." And then by the <laughs> time we hit the internet, everybody's like, "Why did you do that?" We're like. Isn't this what you're all doing? It gets a bit funny. Um, and then, um, yeah, we're, we're a set of islands, New Zealand. So therefore it was like, nope, you can't come in. Okay, we can let some of you in. You have to stay at a hotel and you have to be behind fences and things. So, right. yeah, our, our COVID response um, has been significantly different for geography and all of that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, but it's been there. I mean, don't don't think we've escaped. I mean, this is a pandemic. No, 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 absolutely. And I, and I don't want to I don't want to get away from these topics that we're uh, going to cover tonight. Just uh, I, oh, I, I would have been remiss if I did not bring up uh, this. This is just exciting for me talking to someone outside of uh, the states for the uh, probably the first time quite some since time. this has happened. Yeah. yeah no, Jay Jay usually is quite the traveler. Bonnie and Sloan will be able to tell you, like, it's had an impact on our sport, though, because how can you train when you've got to socially distance? And how can uh, you do tournaments? Just, yeah, this, this, this uh, sport, this uh, thing that you guys do, it definitely doesn't seem like it's something that you could do uh, with, with social distancing, uh, unless you're using some kind of six-foot uh, pike, so you can still maintain <laughs> enough distance between you and your opponent. Careful what you ask for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, so, people switched over to long axes a lot this year. A lot of pole arms, yeah. 
Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Well, uh, on that same thought, then let's go back to Bonnie for a second. How has the situation been out in Utah in that regard? Have you been able to meet with your club, respectively? What What is the name of your club out there, uh, whomever you've been able to associate with as far as training and participating in? Uh, curious to hear just as much. Um, I'm actually an independent out here. I don't belong to any club. I belong to a larger uh, league called the Armored Combat Worldwide. Um, but locally, I do not uh, belong to any local club. So I've actually been traveling out of state a lot more uh, between work and also working at the hospital with the COVID response. So oh, you're a frontline worker as well. Year. Yeah. Uh, oh, goodness. What, uh, if you don't mind my asking, what department do you win at the hospital? Um, so I actually have an office job working with stroke and hemorrhage patient data. But they've actually pulled a lot of the office workers to help do, like, the patient screenings when they come into the hospitals and stuff just to help free up hospital staff to be able to be where they're more needed. So it's been an interesting year. Absolutely. Well, just for that, I mean, just for all of the staff at the hospital you work at, for yourself, certainly, and all of our other frontline workers out there, can't give enough of a shout-out. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, I just want to say thank you, and, and you rock for uh, being on the front line of COVID. Um, as an independent, uh, not belonging to like a gym like uh, Alex uh, of the North Horde over here, does that uh, make sparring kind of difficult? Are you really like, is there no other, uh, like anyone close to you where you could kind of have like a practice, like melee, I guess? Um, there is a local group here that I don't really associate with, but luckily a lot of our neighboring regions and chapters have always said that they've adopted me. And so I've always traveled out of state to practice with them and meet their females and learn what they have to teach. That's awesome. That really is awesome. And uh, back to Alex now. Again, tell people here, right here in Boston, I mean, North Horde obviously growing substantially since the uh, the get-go here. And it's been a real honor to help watch it grow from day one to where it is now, just uh, helping out the leader way back when. I call him the great leader, and I will. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just give us the update on Boston here. How has it been training-wise and being able to get together? And uh, I think you have a story to share about tra- uh, traveling for an international tournament, too. Yes. So, um, unfortunately, that international tournament got pushed back another year because of COVID and everything going on. Mm. Um, But we have grown a lot in the past year. When I first started, there was only like 12 of us. And there's, oh man, I think we've had at least like eight more people join on in the past year, possibly more. Uh, Everybody's getting armored up. We're working on, you know, getting our tabards in. Um, We're really starting to be put together as a good looking team so that's really exciting that Uh, is that really is so Uh, i'm super excited to be a part of like the growth of that because we're only a couple years old but even so like we're really coming together and it's awesome it really is it really is and uh, i have no doubt when live events return and people are able to gather in mass again uh, we're going to have North Horde and we're going to have as many participants as possible come on down to some of these veteran events that we're doing here in Quincy. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to have the entirety of Pageant Field, which is a gorgeous field, basically a small uh, peninsula that overlooks the ocean here, the Atlantic. And it's just a perfect place to set up a ring. That's what I uh, mentioned to right the on. higher-ups already. So that is uh, on the docket. And hopefully uh, around that time, it'll be clear for everybody to come out. 
Um, so let's let's uh, let's do this. It's just about nine twenty. Why don't we step aside, take our first break now that we've all uh, had a chance to warm up here and get the pipes all tuned up. So let's take our first commercial break, and when we come back, we're really going to dive into this and have a full blown conversation, folks. If you have any questions, if you want to call in and ask any of these ladies any of these questions about Boo Hurt or what they're doing, seven eight one eight three seven. 4900 and when we come back the conversation continues on here on the people's truth on 95.9 fm watd plymouth 400 inc continues their mission of education and commemoration of the 400th anniversary of plymouth's founding with a new television series called plymouth 400 conversations the program will focus on authors filmmakers artists and poets who discuss how the 400th anniversary commemoration influenced their work. Each episode premieres Thursday nights at 7.30 on PAC-TV, but available online for everyone to see the following day. Despite the pandemic, the 400th anniversary commemoration continues into 2021 with great virtual programming now, including this fascinating new virtual series, and live events later in the year. See what Plymouth 400 Inc. has scheduled. Shop for Plymouth 400 anniversary merchandise to share with friends and family and catch the most recent episode of Plymouth 400 Conversations. Visit Plymouth400inc.org. Hey, James, that order just doubled. we got to move fast here. Indeed. Knows unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Uh, somebody pick up that phone. Like at Lucas Gourmet Frozen Pizza Company. To operate at scale, he needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying during times when they really can't speak. Mm-hmm. She says her gums are irritated. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do? Absolutely. You can try New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. <laughs> yep, New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. <laughs> exactly. Healthy gums, healthy mouth. New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. Healthy, beautiful smiles for life. Hey, it's Jeffrey from Brennan's. For once, I am at a loss for words. I'm just speechless. I mean, what can I say? I, like you, am a speck of dust on a rock floating literally in the middle of nowhere. It makes me wonder how people like Charlie Baker think they have the authority to tell this speck of dust how I should blow around on this rock. News flash, Baker and cronies, you're just a weenie speck like me and everyone else on this planet. I have only one authority, and last time I checked, the creator of the universe didn't work for the Commonwealth. In your failed attempt to control specks of dust, you cost the Commonwealth billions. I may be a fool, but I'm not foolish like you. B-b-billions of dollars, dudes. Brennan's Smoke Shop, the best smoke shop in Massachusetts. Customers must be 21 years of age or older, and proper ID is required. Hey, it's John Shea here from Almost Famous Radio, introducing you to independent bands and musicians every Tuesday night, 8 to 10, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Tomorrow night, we have another full show and store a few tons of new music and upcoming events to let you know about, and we'll be joined on the Tiny Stage by singer-songwriter Megan Lynch. 
That's tomorrow, 8 to 10, right here on 95.9 WATD and always streaming at 95.9 WATD.com. We are back. People's Truth, 95.9 FM WATD. Benny Rabbi here with you alongside Jay Crombie, as always. Oh, hi, Ben. Oh, hi, Jay. Still here? Okay, good. Good, good. We're also being joined by the ladies of Boo Hurt all across the world. We are time traveling here today, and we're joined by Miss Alex Sloan of the North Horde. I'm sorry, North Horde. I got that right. Uh, Miss Dana Bergen-Wyman from Wellington, New Zealand, and Miss Bonnie Jensen from Utah. So we are quite literally stretched all the way across the world on this one, culminating into Boston and New England's finest FM radio. Ladies, welcome back as always. And uh, Dana, I'd, I'd like to turn this one right over to you. In New Zealand, please tell me, first of all, the name of your organization and how you got started in this in the first place. So I, I belong to a club called FELAG, which is Old Norse for fellowship. Uh, so you, you've, um, you know, we're, we're the opposite of, of Bonnie that you don't have to, um, you know, sort of um, be declare yourself an independent. We do have in what's called our national federation that looks after the whole country that you can be an independent or you can be um, in the club. So, you know, you, you can um, always train with, with other clubs if, if you wish because people, you know, sometimes they're on the road or children commitments and things. So we try and make it as easy to join the sport as possible. Um, and then from, from there, it was back in 2012 that um, some New Zealanders got into their head, like looking stuff on the internet and talking to their friends about this um, crazy sport that um, many people did reenactment, which is like it's a um, you, you don't have as much armor requirements, um, and you don't you don't have as many um, uh, sort of uh, full force hits as what um, uh, Boohurt does. And so it was like the uh, kind of a, an extension onto that. So if you're looking at it as a spectrum, you've got like LARPing, which is live action role play, and you know those people are very creative and how they do things and stuff that they make. And then you've got reenactment, which is like everything from plastic and stuff goes to metal and leather, chain mail and research. And then the next sort of continuation along is what we call historical medieval battle, which Boo Hurt is, is, one, is part of that because you've also got um, HEMA, which is the um, Eastern martial arts, which, you know, looks after manuals and things. And of course, the word Boo Hurt, um, you know, like Sloan was saying, it's, it's full, um, you know, we do full force hits. It comes from the old French word for wallop. So that's, that's the origin of the word, but it, it does sound tantalizingly close to the words butt hurt. So who heard it is? The community have taken that moniker on and run with it. Um, and so, so from there, um, 2012, um, yeah, we were um, legit making armor out of washing machine parts and old woks, you know, like heavy, clanky stuff when we first got overseas. Um, because, you know, you're... Uh, when you don't know what what you don't know and the internet is filled with fact and fiction and you also don't know your good suppliers so when you know because stuff takes a bit of a while to come down here to the south pacific 
Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so when, when we apparently, when the New Zealand team turned up, um, you know, in the first competition, um, everyone was like, wow, your arm is really rustic. <laughs> Interesting. And, but yeah. Improvements have been made because then you make connections, talk to people, you get better at stuff. We have um, every country has a national federation or a national body. Um, you know, um, there's the um, armoured combat in um, uh, um, the USA and in New Zealand we have HMBNZ, which stands for Historical Medieval Battle New Zealand. Uh, and then from there we've got the international um, um, organisation that looks after all of us and that ran the women's competition and um, that Sloan was, was talking about, um, that from there they put out lots of guidance like here is where your authenticity is, here, here, here is how we can help you with things. So, yeah, so in New Zealand it was 2012 and we've just continued to get better and better as, as we do stuff. And I have to say we get better and better because I'm the president of our national federation. All I'm right. really proud of our people because, you know, we, we've had lots, lots of COVID and, and things like this year, but in previous years, there was always this rush for funding for armor because traveling, traveling internationally is, is quite a long haul for us, as it is for the Australians, as it is for the, um, the, the South Africans. Like, you know, they always... Uh, people always think, ah, oh, Australia, you've come so far. It's like, hey, New Zealand, we've also come a bit of a long way too. All, all the way uh, out there from the middle of nowhere. You yeah, know. <laughs> exactly. No, uh, uh, so, so we, but we can't survive without people like Sloan and Bonnie because you need an you need a network. Otherwise, as I said, you get a bit weirdly shaped. Um, you know, when, when you don't know what to do you need to be able to talk to people so you know while the sport um seems really like sort of tribal in its nature from afar we're actually quite a tight unit and as as sloan said you know like when when the people on the internet came for one of us they suddenly developed you know like found like it was like feuding with the clampets you know like yeah, you just can't do you that know, but then like you come for one of us you get all of us. Yeah. yeah. Funny thing about uh, ringing bells, they're heard loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Know, funny thing about that. So uh, that was actually, I'm glad you touched on it because that was one thing I did want to ask you and uh, we'll give the other uh, ladies an opportunity to jump in afterwards. But tell us, I mean, before COVID, uh, traveling internationally with gear, with the unknown, I, I bet the first time must have been nothing short of a nightmare uh, tell us your experience about actually traveling outside of new zealand to come to these tournaments again we're talking pre-covid times so it's going to be a different story from what we're used to hearing now but i still want yeah. to hear that experience so there, there was one famous famous case around about 2014-15 when the new zealand team is like 30 hours of travel time not all in an airplane sometimes you're spending it on a airport floor waiting for your flights because uh, you spent all your money on, um, you know, just getting your gear and your uh, excess baggage um, and all of your, your passport requirements and things, you know, um, entry visas. So there's no money for fripperies. There's no money for fancy stuff. You really are just trying to look out for boarding calls and, and, and kind of keep awake. Um, and so, yeah, but um, they got into the air and by the time they'd landed, some of the rules had changed and their weapons were now out of spec. So, like, welcome to, (laughs) 
welcome to what it's like, you know, traveling. Uh, and then for me, I'm a Polax fighter. So my stuff, um, it comes in a ski bag. It is sport equipment on every piece of documentation that I fill out. It is skis until proven otherwise. And then with my, my winning smile and, hi, security, I am unthreatening as much as possible. <laughs> I then did an explanation about where I'm traveling from, where I'm going to, the great time I'm going to have representing my country. <laughs> here's all the documentation. Here's the police sign-off. All of these things because then you have to, like, get overseas in one in one kind of shot because you know like wherever you go maybe your baggage doesn't make it with you uh and that, and that happened last year in ukraine like the chap arrived on the friday for his fight on saturday and his stuff arrived on sunday oh, uh, no. so, you know, like, every every country has a story of a fighter who arrived without their gear i mean like we um where, you know, some uh, there was the other one with the um, in 2018, the Mexican, the Mexico team, like had their car stolen and there was all their gear and like, oh my goodness, mm -hmm. it's not like you can run down to a shop and like replace all of this. Yeah, it's all bespoke. You know, it's all tailored. Everything's been made. And then, of course, with a Polax, you can't just like snap it in half <laughs> right? to make it shorter to fit in everything, and then re, you know, like assemble it on the other end. And because I, I, I somehow I don't know why, but I have T-Rex hands. I have very small hands, so it's not like I can go overseas and then purchase something off the rack. If so. I would be very annoying with you know diameters and stuff. So I travel with everything that's been made for me by the Wellington Woodworkers Guild. And so there are a bunch of men with um, uh, sheds full of wood um, that normally make uh, creative things. Um, uh, and I rolled up to them and said, I had this problem. They said, this is interesting. <laughs> I went, yes, and I, I, I would like to have these things made. So my Polax is in a D shape. It's not round like a broom handle because then it slips in your hands. So the flat of the D is to, is in my hands, you know, go flat goes towards mm -hmm, the enemy mm -hmm, kind of thing. So that way I know which way is my scoring edge all the time. Um, so so yeah, so that's that's what's traveling with with gear that is oddly shaped, um, weirdly uh, heavy, and also uh, not easily explainable without the context of a sport. Uh, but when I come back to New Zealand, they don't give a damn about my my uh, equipment. They want to know, have I been in contact with plants, with animals? What are my shoes like? Because biosecurity in New Zealand is very important because we're a primary producer. So if it's going to affect the cows, you have to like give it away. Like you can't have an apple in your bag or anything. So going one way is odd and then coming back is even odder. So you mean to tell me that at the international airport in New Zealand, they stop you, they go, miss, 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 please, hold on a second. Uh, not interested in the murder acts, not interested yeah. in the probably 100 plus pounds of armored equipment, nope. cer certainly not interested in the shiny weapons and, you know, things that look like nope. they could definitely do some damage to people, <laughs> but have you seen any apples? Have you no, been? Have, that's where have you? Where have your shoes been? So they clean my shoes. <laughs> I take my tournament shoes and I put them in a bag, and then I give them and I say I have been because we fight on sand internationally because it it's like it's outdoors. You fall on it. It's kind of cushioning. Um, and so yeah. So so then they clean my shoes for me. But of course we're the country that made Lord of the Rings. So they're like oh. 
we've seen lots of these things come in, but, you know, tell me about, <laughs> tell me what flora and fauna you've been in contact with. Yeah, that's hilarious. Like, <laughs> yeah. Other countries are like, she's a, she's a threat. are you bringing any of it back? <laughs> yeah. Other countries are like, you're a threat because of your giant weapons. And New Zealand's like, weapons, schmeppens, like, check those shoes. Wipe your feet before you come into New Zealand. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Alex, can you imagine Logan International acting like that over over the dirt on the shoes? I mean, we're lucky we even get to wear shoes at Logan. It's kind of sad, you know, though, because they've gotten so used to us at this point. The last time I was on an airplane, like normally I get checked. Because I always bring my helmet in my carry-on because it's the heaviest thing. Right. So if it goes in your checked baggage, then you have to weigh it, and it always goes over. So I put my helmet right in right in my uh, carry-on. And normally, they'll take it out, and they'll go through it, and they'll look at it because it doesn't show up on the x-ray. Like, it's just this big mass in my bag. <laughs> and the last time I flew, they were like, oh, yep, okay, uh, on it goes. Oh, gauntlets, okay, cool. Next thing, what's this? Oh, the armor, okay, on it goes. And I'm, like, kind of disappointed because I'm used to the attention of, like, taking all my stuff out and being like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sword fighter. And this time it was like, nope, it's one of those people. Move on. Yeah. Well, now, now you've been categorized. Look what happens. Yep. See, this, yeah, this is what happens when sports get popular. All of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, just it's the boo hurt people. All right, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Go on ahead. Like, no, no, I can, I can take it all out. I can put it all on for you. No, 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 no. We, we know, we know, we know. You're all set. Bonnie, has this been the, the uh, situation for you as well? I've actually never traveled internationally, but I always get problems when I travel to the East Coast. Like, I got stopped because they yeah, said my stink. gauntlets, which are the metal hands that we wear, um, they said they were considered brass knuckles. And, of course, in my head, I'm like, oh, I could do a lot more damage with yeah. these than I could brass knuckles. <laughs> like, there's but not even any brass in it. Who wear, but we have some guys who wear their armor on the plane, and they're like, oh, okay, you're good. Like, what? <laughs> At least they're playing the part, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody just wants to take a peek. You know, they all want to see. And I don't blame them because, folks, if you've never seen one of these Boohart events in person, trust me when I say you need to. One of the very first ones we did with North Horde, actually, I uh, was up in Shrewsbury. Uh, the event itself started, I think it was two hours almost behind schedule. And there was a fair amount of people on hand, you know, well ahead of that. So it had been a wee while of waiting. And... Uh, you know what? I got to tell you, the second that first bell rang, that moment was so worth the wait. Oh, there's nothing like it, Jay, seeing an entire small army of people, whether it's one, two, three, or more, running at each other at full speed. I The sound that that metal made when they all clashed together, and then you move on to the duels, the one-on-ones, the two-on-ones. It's, oh, man. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Ladies, please, fill me, I mean, your first fights, what was that adrenaline rush like that made you say, yep, this is definitely what I'm doing from now on. Let's go around the horn, and uh, this time we'll start with Bonnie. Well, mine was actually with my boyfriend at the time. Uh, he used to do it, and I was like, oh, let's try it. Go ahead. So I paid the insurance because, you know injury gotta have it and yeah i'm sitting there thinking i'm so cool and then yeah just one hit to the head i all of a sudden was seeing the blue sky and i was like oh yeah this is great 
<laughs> That's great. Um, Dana, yourself? Uh, so the, the first time I fought internationally was in 2017 in Denmark, and I came dead last in the entire competition. Oh. I cried. <laughs> I probably would have too. I don't blame you at all. Don't forget, I've hauled all this armor everywhere, all this stuff. And then like, I was like, ah, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but someone's going to come last, right? I suppose. And then was like, how did you do? I'm like, well, I survived and I'm making so many changes. Um, So then it it fueled my fire, like sort of coming last in a a gorgeous sport, fueled my fire. So um, when I um, I, I did lots more training and I I asked a lot more people for help. And so in 2018, when I went and fought in Italy, I came fifth. That's awesome. Congratulations. I I mean, I've never placed. So, I mean, that's, that's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, fifth isn't a middle, though, but it's, like, much better than last is where I'm going. Absolutely. Like said, everyone, set some goals. Meet you're those on, goals. You're on the right trend, so yeah. that's, that's Mine it. was, don't come last again. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and uh, certainly, uh, last but not least, Alex, your first fight and that moment for you. Oh, man. Um, so first fun thing, right? When I first started, I first started training, uh, Dana was actually the first international person to talk to me and reach out and say hi. And I actually watched her fights in Denmark before I ever got an armor, and I had no idea what was going on. And I'm like, oh, I know that lady. She talks to me on Facebook. So (laughs) I kind of witnessed that, and I I thought she did great. Um, Awesome. My first fight, uh, we had... I think it was like eight women were all training at the same time and we had all been working together and training together and getting armor together. And we had like the first really big, or it wasn't really big, but I mean, for us, it was big. First all women event um, on the East Coast. And my first round ever, I was wearing this janky armor that didn't fit right. It was all over the place. Half of it was falling off. I think my shoe came half off, like halfway through my first round. And I remember being in there in my helmet and thinking to myself, like, as this round is going on and on and on, and normally a round is about, like, a minute and a half at the most before everybody's down. And I remember thinking to myself that this is the longest minute and a half of my life and thinking, (laughs) how can I do this? This is crazy. And I get to the end, and, you know, they pull us all off, and they're talking to us, and someone goes, oh, you know you were in there for eight minutes? (laughs) what (laughs) my first round in armor went to i think it was like seven minutes and like 52 seconds and they almost had to just like call it a tie because it was going to they have like an eight minute limit before they're like okay you're done yeah to tie, move on to the next round and oh my goodness and after that i'm like oh Oh, I can do this. <laughs> if, it's, if it's not going to be like this ever again, I can do this. It's like, oh, did I almost just set a record? That's awesome. Yeah. The, the endurance yeah. is there. There you go. Yep. Well, that's awesome. I can't believe we are already coming up on our, our final quarter here, coming up on just about 942 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, tell you what, let's do this. We are going to take our final commercial break of the evening. And when we come back, we're going to wrap this up and put a heck of a bow on it. We're going to tell everybody at home how they can get involved, how they can reach out, and what they can do to help make lives easier for acquiring armor. There's got to be people listening out there right now that know something we don't know. And maybe that's all it is, is a network connection, a way to making something a lot easier for everybody. Uh, Who knows? Uh, But ladies, stay with us. And uh, Jay also, 
right there, buddy. Awesome. We are going to step aside. Final commercial break here on The People's Truth. And when we come back, the final conclusion to this exciting episode. Stay tuned, folks. Go nowhere. This is Chris Atwood from 95.9 WATD. Join me this Friday from 6.15 to 10 p.m. for The Alternative, when we flash back to 70s punk, 80s new wave, 90s Britpop, and new music from today. The Alternative, this Friday from 6.15 to 10 p.m. on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. 95.9 FM, W-A-T-D, People's Truth. Benny Rabbi, your host, alongside Jake Crombie. We are joined this evening by Miss Alex Sloan, Miss Dana Bergen-Wyman from New Zealand, and Miss Bonnie Jensen out of Utah. So ladies, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedules to talk with us tonight, first of all. And um, let me direct that, I guess. Uh, Alex, why don't, we, why don't we just start with you? We're on our final segment here. we got about 15 minutes left in the show. How can people reach out? How can, if, if someone's listening to this and they say, wow, I need to see this for myself, how do they reach out? How do they get a taste? So you can absolutely reach out to me uh, personally. I have an Instagram up where um, I actually get a lot of really awesome people asking questions and stuff, and I can absolutely help you either get an armor or find your local club around the country or get in touch with us. So my Instagram is at KillerQueenNH, all one word. And my club, the North Horde, is just North underscore Horde, H-O-R-D-E. And we're local here in Boston out of uh, Arlington. So, yeah. That's awesome. And also follow us on Facebook under North Horde, too. Got to check out the Facebook page. That is for sure and no doubt. Uh, Miss Dana, same question to you. I mean... How can people, even if they're not in New Zealand, how can they just support you? How can they follow you on social media and just keep this good vibe rolling? Yeah, well, um, so in New Zealand, we, we have uh, the National Federation has a website, www.buhurt, that's B-U-H-U-R-T, dot co dot nz uh and so from there um i can help you find um clubs i can help you um set up with with everything yeah I re we reserved that um but then also if you want to get in contact with me and all my socials i have a website handypaladin.co.nz which is an anagram of dana and phil because that's me and my husband so that's dub 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 h-a-n-d-y-p-a-l-a-d-i-n dot co dot nz so that's that's me all right, that's awesome. And uh, Miss Bonnie, same for you. Do you have any websites or, or any social media that uh, people can follow you at? Oh yeah, absolutely. So my Instagram is um, at sassy lassie night, and uh, that's a lot of my of my personal stuff. As then you can also follow uh, my league, which is the Armored Combat Worldwide, and they are at Armored Combat. And then they also have a website. Uh, it's acwnights.com. That's awesome. So with the remaining time that we have here tonight, what I want to do is just take a few more minutes to really let people know here and give them an inside look here. This is a very physically involved sport. This is a very borderline dangerous game. I mean, we talk about the, the regular sports, hockey, football, all that, concussions. I mean, this is a real deal issue here in Buhart as well. How do you ladies take those precautions 
and, and how, how can you adapt your armor to give you the best edge while maintaining the standards that need to be met? Alex, I'll have you start. So I say this especially for women because um, a lot of this, the armor and things that are made are made for men, and we have very different body shapes and sizes and everything. So the thing that I tell to every new fighter, especially women that come in, is if you can, get custom armor like contact or get in touch with your captain or, you know, the president of the club you're a part of and see if they know who to talk to or go through and just do your best to like get all your measurements, have your own gambeson made. And a gambeson is um, kind of like the, the understuff that we wear that all the armor is attached to. It's like a thick wool uh, jacket or pants and um, having stuff that fits you and your body is just, it changes the whole game. You go from not, not being able to move and kind of falling over awkwardly to being able to dodge, to being able to swing. So 100% get a custom kit if you can. And there's people that will help you get it at reasonable prices. So it's not as daunting as it used to be. Mm. Excellent, excellent. And uh, Bonnie, if you'd continue that, uh, same question. Yeah, I'd have to just echo what Sloan had to say. I mean, a lot of the armor is built for women. Luckily for me, I have a female teammate uh, who actually builds armor. So I actually had a female make my armor for me, made it so much easier to move around and be mobile and have that safety precaution. And also go to the events and see the different styles of armor. Try it on, ask questions. That way you can actually get a full understanding of what would work best for you, your body type, um, your best abilities on the field, what you think you'd enjoy more and such like that. Are there a lot of armorers? that uh, you guys work with? Is this like a, a large field? Uh, we actually have quite a few um, armors here in the United States as well as overseas. Um, a lot of the websites or Instagrams that were mentioned um, earlier will have a list of them. And a lot of the leagues have actual lists of armors that you can go to and they can give you prices for your price range and such. Very nice. That's awesome. And uh, certainly, again, last but not least, Miss Dana, would you please answer the same question? Yeah, so um, as Sloan mentioned at the top, um, you know, uh, one of us was Fat Jane. That was me. So what I recommend is the first thing you buy is a really good bra that does not have underwire. Because when you are a heavy set woman and you are fighting, the last thing you want to do is take a punch with underwire. Um, after that, you've got, as, as Sloan said, you've got your gambeson. Um, so get your soft kit elements first because you don't want to be organizing armor, as Bonnie would have said, like, and I'm pretty sure it's Laurel that would have made her armor. Um, you take your measurements with your soft kit underneath because you don't want to, like, then get your soft kit to find, oh, no, your armor does not fit you. So you build everything from, like, underwear out. Uh, and all of our stuff has to have a modern, um, sorry, a, a historical equivalent when, when people are looking at us. It's called authenticity. But any of your hidden elements, your back protection, you can have Kevlar, people wear motorcycle um, or um, motocross uh, things, extra neck protection, elbows, knees. Um, SpongeBob, and, uh, boxer you know, shorts. A lot, of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of people are carrying lots of injury, particularly in a combat sport. You're always carrying some form of training-related or age-related or overuse-related injury. So you know you do your your strap, you do your um, before and after uh, body mechanics. Make sure you're all warmed up, limbered up. And then, as Sloan said, once you've got a proper 
fitted suit of um, uh, equipment uh, and, and gear, you move really well. It's, it's, it's a joy. And then you can punch your friends and they can punch you and everybody has a cup of tea afterwards because it's all good and nobody's injured. That's the best part, I think, is just being able to openly punch your friends and just in, everybody has a good time. You know, that's just what it comes down to. I applaud that. That's great. Um, ladies, that's, that, that's amazing. And uh, the, the resourcefulness that really goes into something like this, I, I really I want to give an applaud to that. And I will. Studio audience, please, on your feet. You do a great job. And the historical accuracy being such an important aspect to this. I mean, from what I've seen on social media, and, and I do check out a lot of them as, if, as much as possible, everything looks great. And uh, Sloan, I know you guys went on a trip down south not too long ago. I believe it was uh, one of the Carolinas and uh, had a little bit of a field day down there. I mean, it looked like you guys were in a real live arena. Yeah, we were in, uh, uh, what was it, Clemson, South Carolina for their Carolina Carnage, which was the uh, qualifier to see if we could go to Battle of the Nations in Romania, which is the international event that got pushed back. Mm. And it was fantastic. It was like the first time in a year that I finally got to actually go and have like a full like arena and everything that we could fight in. And, you know, the, the Palmetto Knights that were hosting down there were really, really incredible. There was really good uh, COVID precautions in place. Everybody followed the rules really well. Everybody wore their masks. It was really incredible. And to see everybody kind of come together and, be able to see friends that they haven't seen in forever. It was truly amazing, and the fights were fantastic. So it was a good time. Did uh, did Anton and Alex also uh, partake in this one? They did. They came down with me. It was all three of us in the car for 16 hours there and back. And uh, I had, I got to tell you, I had one of the best times of my life with those two. They are hilarious, the both of them. And when they get together, it's just so funny. Uh, Anton uh, competed as so did I. Alexi was just there for um, support and kind of helping us out. And he did an amazing job in helping everybody that needed help. He did a lot of support for like women fighting going on. He was fantastic. So it was it was really a good time. I can't imagine uh, a better coach in anyone's corner than Alexi himself, the leader of North Horde and uh, oh. the founder. I mean, he just... I, I had the uh, the privilege and the honor of working alongside of him outside of Buhar in a different situation for uh, about a year. Uh, no, two years, actually. And just unbelievable guy. I, I can't say enough about him. And the work he does to not only uh, bring North Horde into existence, but to maintain organization and allow situations like this to grow. Mm -hmm. And now we have women fighters. We have so many people from so many different backgrounds joining up and showing interest. When we say fun for the whole family, man, we mean it. The young, the old, the uh, young at heart, all of it, all of it. And it's a beautiful right. thing. I mean, we have moments, like I have photos of myself, you know, with a, like at a Ren fair with a little girl in a princess outfit. Cause my symbol is a unicorn and I have it on one of my tabards. And she was all excited, like, oh mom, this girl's got a unicorn, there's a woman night. And I'm like, heck yeah, there is. That's it. So, being so, able to do that and like see kids and the kids love it. They think it's great. I love it. I love it. We are within our final couple of minutes here. So uh, we'll just go around the horn one more time. Closing thoughts and uh, parting words of wisdom here from across the timescape as we are, again, uh, time traveling here on The People's Truth here tonight. Uh, let's start out, uh, out west. Bonnie, your final uh, closing statement and just uh, anything you'd like the world to know. 
Yeah, just come check us out. Most of us are, like you say, we're across the country. So if you just Google us or check out those websites that were listed, come check out one of our events. And heck, you'll most likely get suited up and thrown in the ring too if you show any sort of interest. So be, true. be warned. It's true. It's all true. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Bonnie. Uh, joining us out of Utah today. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time tonight. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, of course, from Wellington, New Zealand, Miss Dana Bergen-Wyman, thank you for joining us in your closing thoughts and uh, parting wisdom here to the rest of the listening audience. Uh, yeah, like Bonnie said, like look us up because it's a, it's a sport that you can, you can develop in because even if you're like not interested in being a fighter, we can't have fights without referees, so we need referees. But also things aren't interesting if there's just a live feed with no commentators. So we need people to run shows. We need keep people to help others. And then, of course, we need fighters. So, you know, it is a while while it looks like a single fighter in a duel, actually, there's a lot of work to get her on the field. The team, there's a lot of work to get them looking unified and, and fighting. So, you know, there's a place for everyone in um, HMB. And, you know, um, uh, Sloan was saying, you know, everybody, you know, every underscore body underscore HMB is, you know, the, we welcome you. Come, come, have a look, participate. We'll, we'll always open our gauntleted arms and give you a great big hug. There it is. <laughs> there it is. And uh, Dana, thank you so much for taking the time tonight to speak with us. Uh, what is it, almost uh, three o'clock in the afternoon for you now? Yeah, well, there, there's that and then there's other things. So it's all good. I can tell you now, Tuesday exists. <laughs> Tuesday exists, and we're looking forward to it. Dana, thank you so much. That's wonderful. Really appreciate having you on tonight as well. Uh, and, uh, of course, Miss Alex, final thoughts for you. We're uh, coming up on our two-minute warning here, but uh, I just want to make sure we get you in there as well because uh, without you, this episode doesn't happen tonight. So thank you for organizing, and thank you for uh, getting these other ladies in here with us tonight. Yeah. I mean, for me, final parting words is just, you know, if you want to get into this, like like the other lady said, just give us a shout, talk to us, show up in an event, see what you can do. And I just really wanted to say, like, thank you to all the women out there who are participating already and already, you know, in this. Like, you guys are strong and you guys are awesome. So keep at it, keep it up, and just keep having fun. There it is. Alex, thank you so much. That uh, wonderfully said. And, of course, that being Alex Sloan of North Horde right here in Arlington. Bean Town, the one and the only. Thank you for taking the time tonight to join us as well. Absolutely. Thank all of you, ladies. Thank you. The international. Yeah. I can't. Say, can I? I don't know if I can say a kick a s s of uh, <laughs> Boo Hurt. For the ladies of uh, the Boo Hurt world, you can go ahead, Jay. I'll give you the permission for it. They're gonna go ahead and kick ass, chew bubble gum, and they're all out of bubble gum. So that only Dang leaves it. one option to do. Uh, Jay, real quick, final thoughts on you, my friend. Are you good? I think I'm good, Ben. You He's said good. it all. He said it all, folks. Well, there it is, the people's truth. Ladies, thank you one last time for joining us here on 95.9 FM WATD. This has been a fun one. And we want to say thank you to our great listeners, as always, here in New England, Boston, and across the world. We are making a difference, folks. Be the positive change you wish to see in the world, and we'll have it yet. Have a great night, folks. Have a great week. Jay, you take care, my friend. Hey, come back next Monday, guys. We'll be here. <laughs>